The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Wash up. And welcome back to another episode of No Silly's Podcast with your host. Now, nah, fuck that with your low, Glasses Malone. P-Dog. Back on the attack. How are things? Ah, man, it's been a long motherfucking week. It's Wednesday. And the week started yesterday. <laughs> Man, it feels like I've been in this week. Well, my week starts on Sunday. Like I start okay. week on Sundays. I'm a Sunday through Saturday, not a Monday through Sunday person. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I was looking online and it's a kid. He raps. His name is Quando Rondo. And he okay. put out a resignation letter. That he was renouncing his claim to Crippen. He said, I'm going to lay my flag down. Hold up. I'm going to read it to you. It is fucking hilarious. It's like the funniest shit because he wrote out a full resignation letter. Interesting. I'm going to read it to you. Hold on. Let me find it. Sounds like Nixon. Was he, was he from Watergate? <laughs> so he said... I'm not jump out gang. Ain't no loyalty in this shit. Oh, no. Hold up. Hold up. I got to back up. No, here you go. Yep. He said, I'm not jump out. Hold on. He says, I'm not jump out gang either. Ain't no loyalty in this shit. I'm my own man. I lay my flag down. I'm not in H. 
Y'all ain't gonna ride for a nigga for real. It's no sense of me being a part of y'all. Shit, y'all fuck with the opposition. I don't give a fuck who feel hit. Fuck you. And if you can't feel where I'm coming from on this, you a bitch ass nigga. Because it don't take rocket science to see what the fuck going on. Everybody already hate me. I really, I ain't tripping on the extra hate. I'm about to focus on my families and the ones who gonna really drop a tear if I die. Where is he from? Is he from L.A.? He's from Savannah, Georgia. But they have a, a neighborhood crip gang out there, too. Savannah of and in Atlanta. I just thought that shit was crazy for a nigga to actually offer up his resignation letter to his cripping. Yeah, he, he's going to have to keep his nose clean. He, he might not want to be that independent should he, you know, get arrested or anything like that. So what's crazy to me is, right, he had a situation last year, right, where he was getting attacked by a rapper named King mm. Von out of Chicago. And his friend pulled out a pistol and, you know, popped King Von, killed King Von. Okay. Rest in peace to King Von. And um, he came out and did interviews. He put out a song called End of Story, Quando Rondo, that is, mm. like, kind of dissing you know king von you know he passed away um i don't really think i don't really think that that situation had anything to do with him being a crip i think that was like some rapper shit that happened and it got out of control but this is what is weird to me the fact that he's offering a resignation letter, right, and making everybody else seem soft and he's the tough one. Or he's mm -hmm. calling other people bitch-ass niggas if you don't understand and y'all niggas ain't gonna ride for me. It's like they're the soft ones and he's the tough one. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was weird as hell. It's like you pretty much doing something that you would know and I would know and anybody from the life would call like a mark out, like you marking out because he was just in L.A. and a, a friend of his got killed. Okay. And it's like now the pressure is there and you don't like how the energy is around. So it's like you're blaming the gang, but none of this like, has anything yeah. to do with the gang. Like what does this have to do with the gang? And there's a weird consensus going around, like a weird energy where people feel like they understand gangbanging. And it's just getting worse and worse, and people are getting crazier. Yeah, I mean, for him, I mean, unless he wants to just, what, stay with the shits as like an independent actor who's just like impossibly tough on his, you know, just, just standing on his own two feet and not giving a fuck about it anybody else around him but if he can hang and do that then you know he has my respect but it sounds more like he likes shooting and not getting shot at from the timeline yeah yeah i don't quite get it um how do you do some mark ass shit and you talking tough while you're doing the mark ass shit it's like you getting robbed and you like, you know, anybody can get robbed, right? Mm. But you getting robbed and you talking tough while getting robbed. I don't even yeah. think that's the same. Let me take that back. That's not true. It's like you get beat up and then you get on the internet talking shit after you got beat up. Yeah. What if the fuck is going on with the world? Like, how could right now California is under like a heat kind of like a extra heat thing where it's too much. It's too much sun. It's too hot. Like, how could you call the sun a bitch ass nigga and it's doing you bad? Like, it's fucking you over and, and you ain't realize who the bitch ass nigga. You complaining about the sun. The sun ain't complaining about you. Yes. What the fuck is going on to where everybody now feels the need like 
oh, I got to be tough, even though I'm obviously going out like a sucker. I, like, I know what he's thinking in his mind. He's like, I mean, from the limited information I have, just based off of what he's, the picture that he's attempting to paint is I'm with this group of guys. We're supposed to have a standard. I'm the only one that adheres to it. None of you are man enough to hold up to the, your end of the bargain that I hold up to. So fuck you, I'm leaving. I'm sure there's probably nine other people in the room who feel differently if asked. Say that one more time. The picture it seems like he is trying to paint is, you know, we're supposed to do A, B, C, and D. If we're going to be Crips from Savannah, we're supposed to adhere to a certain standard, and I'm the only person that adheres to it, and the rest of you don't, so I'm leaving. Exactly. And I bet if you asked nine other people, they'd say no. <laughs> that was weird. It's like, that was weird. Like, I don't quite get it. But would, would there, let me ask you a question. Could there be a circumstance in which, like, say, like on the law of majorities, right? Like, if you, like your generation, your crew from sevens, if 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 a broad, like if if basically just about everybody, either ran when you stayed or snitched when they got arrested, and you didn't, where you would be like, you know what, fuck the whole lot of you then. No, no. I, How do so, so you would kick everybody else out of the gang and you'd stay in it. But 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 kick out the rest. Well, that's not kind of what gangs or the concept of that kind of community togetherness is about. It's very personal and individual. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, the thing is, it teaches you how to be you. It, it it you 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 pretty much fight your way through a group of people trying to uh, suppress. You know trying to get you to conform. So when you come up the way I came up, right? My mind, you know how crazy my mind is or how people think I am, how my mouth is. You had to fight. You had to show every facet of the game. You mean to demand respect. So it'll never be all the homies that told, right? But there is times where significant homies won't agree with your actions. And what I denounce being a seven street nigga, no, because there are first off, it's personal, right? I'm a seven yeah. street nigga because I grew up on 117th Street. But you right. couldn't say, you know what, that's the end of it. I'm the only seven street crip. The rest of you guys are out. Well, I would say I'm the really seven. If that was to happen to me, <laughs> I would feel like I'm the most authentic person. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be out for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now Whatever happened to other people is different. For sure, I am individually who I am. Yeah. It's, it's that, you know, it's like as an American, if you're in this country and you're ashamed of things that America does and you be like, well, I'm a real American. You know what I mean, you, you can't just be a sucker because sometimes America goes out like a sucker. Do, do, do you have, without naming names, obviously, you know, a, a record of people getting or anybody that has been, it's like, yeah, I mean, you're from 117th street physically, but we no longer recognize you. You are dismissed. Is there a situation like that? That could happen. That has happened. Yeah. They put people off. Hell yeah. yeah. They booty people. You Every gang boot people. I, I, I think the, uh, the standards are just high. booted the whole game. Yeah, some people need to be booted for sure. You feel me? But again, it's one of those things where the gang, the community is very accepting. You know, they're not super judgmental. Like, you don't have to have the greatest IQ. You don't have to have the greatest test scores. It's not college. Mm. It's, it's super inviting. It's a poor man sport in general. It's a poor man thing. So, you know, you're going to get society's brightest, but you're going to also get some crazy shit that could happen with different people. You know what I'm saying so no ceilings, GL, P 
PB in the spot, going what you do. Use wow about that time. But what I wanted to talk to you about was, and the reason I think like Kwando could do that shit is because there is no shame in today's time. Like we're trying to rid the world of shame. Right. And yes. shame was an important part of my development as a man. Because shame is it made me strengthen up things that I was shamed for being weak or it made me double down on who I was. So either I made adjustments based off shame or I doubled down on who I was based off shame. Either way, it gave me power. A thousand percent. I mean, you're you're from an antiquated time in history. I mean, you have to look at it from today's perspective. I mean, consider this. If there was no if, if there was shame in today's society, there could be no emotional support dogs on the airplanes. And then where would we be? <laughs> but I, <laughs> no, I was thinking about that, right? Like you have like a whole slut march, right? With Amber Rose. Shout out to Amber. She's crazy. Shout out to Amber. But she was actually saying um, she has a, a walk where the idea of it is to promote being a slut. Like mm -hmm. they want people to accept and don't have a judgment of people being a slut. So they have this thing called a slut walk. And yes. it's like, don't, you know, I've heard people say that on the internet. I've heard, never heard nobody in real life say this because I probably would just reach across the table and slap the shit out of them. But it was like, don't slut shame me. And it's like, if you're ashamed of being a slut, why be one? That's true. And like, we're just we're in going. this weird space where everybody's trying to change what I see. Like, even like with the with the uh the the T part of the LGBTQ plus movement, right? The T part, right? The trans mm -hmm. part is not really focused on trans people, it's focused on everyone else. It's like yeah. they're not just fighting for their rights to be who they want to be, you know. Like it, it doesn't stop. There's like, no, we want you as another human being to see this person as something that you don't see. It's not like saying, Hey, you know what? Uh, uh, don't kill trans. It's not at that minimal. Right. Like, which is a very civic. It's a, it's a civil low bar. War. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, like that makes sense. Like when that was an argument, I, I actually totally agree. You should not, you know, be wanting to kill somebody based off of their, Whoever, nothing really, you know, I get why it works the way it works. But if you're saying you want to change what I see out of my eyes or you want me to lie to somebody else to make them feel better. So you want to change either my eyesight or my mind or make me lie. I think that's a weird place to where. Where shame is kind of like a necessary thing. Yeah, I, I think that. That I, th I think I that's know. a yeah. I don't know if my thoughts came out fully, but I, I know what you mean. I, I think yeah. that's a a little bit of a different take. I, that's that's why I've always felt like the trans political movement itself is basically opportunistic outside actors that are taking advantage of those people. Because if it was just about those people, I think it'd be much more likely that they'd be saying. Look, because we're trans or just because just because we're trans, don't not treat us like human beings. Like because we're trans, just afford us the same humanity that you would afford anybody else. And I then you get that a, sense. That, it seems reasonable to me. Um, yeah, that's, I, that's why I think it's outside influence that are trying to leverage that to push it too far because you're pushing it to the point where you have to have a conflict that you can advocate for and opposed to just the quality of life of the people for whom you're advocating. Mm -hmm. But like in like the slut walk thing, or even like a lot of the body image stuff, like I I don't know if body I'm shaming. I call it body shaming. Yeah, so it's like on the one hand you have body image shaming public service announcement commercial, 
And then seven seconds later, you have a public service announcement commercial talking about exercising and eating right and blood pressure and all the rest. So it's like, well, which one is it? And like, how, how, you know, how are you saying the two, how are you hearing one and not the other, that, that whole thing. And it's, and you're right. There is no, every, nothing is wrong. It's just, I feel like this is probably the best way I can say it in modern America. Nothing you do is wrong. It's just the way you choose to do it. And depending on what outcome you're looking for, that might be very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, people have tried to crip shame me before. I think I've told you this. Yeah, how did that people, play out? As you're 40 years old, how can you be a crip? I'm like, what does my age have to do with being a crip? Is there a graduation period? Like they feel like you've, you're taking too long to graduate. <laughs> What's funny is I'm a loke, right? That's the final tier of cripping, being a loke. Right? You mm -hmm. you you have reached the pinnacle of cripping to you where you embody it and everything you do. So you on loke status. That's in my mind how I see it going. But is is loke short for something? Like what's the ori origin? Like the total no, no. genesis of the term loke. Oh loke. Okay, I got you. Like crazy. Got you. So it's um. The reason no one could shame me out of it is because I am proud to be it. Like when somebody tries to shame me out of it, right? They'd be like, oh, you're a crip. And it's like, well, what's wrong with being a crip? And then you start listening to their ideas. They'll be like, oh, well, you, you know, they have no idea what it is. And I'm like, a person who's a general in a military or a person who's a part of any organization, why would they not be it? But again, I think because they have this ignorant perspective of it, I think in their mind, they're like, well, you know, like you can't have. I think they think Crips don't raise their children or Crips don't have careers or jobs or Crips mm -hmm. don't live productive lives. It's, it's just this confusing thing to where. So I don't succumb to their thoughts of what being a Crip is. So yeah. that's why. I would never put up a protest like, oh, you guys are crip shaming me because I am proud to be a crip. So if somebody can slut shame you, you have to have shame. If it doesn't bother mm -hmm. you, why does it matter? People could say a thousand things on the Internet to me about being a crip and I just don't care because I know what being a crip is. Yeah. But if you being a slut and you need to have walks, imagine I had the crip walk and it was like, oh, I'm tired of society judging crips. All crips don't kill people. Matter of fact. 99% of Crips don't kill people. You know, that's my 99% of Crips don't kill people. The problem is I feel like you'd be saying that wearing a one percenter t-shirt. <laughs> because I'm one percent, but I'm saying that don't mean you should everybody off of some people's cripping. Like, I think I, a lot of people have a Crip walk for that. <laughs> The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It took 11 years to get to this sale. The Nick's Anniversary Sale is on now at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Nick's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. 
Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K N I X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K N I X.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I think a lot of people in the like the the distant onlookers, so to speak, there's a a blurry line between, and and it kind of it makes sense in the conventional world. Most stuff has a more rigid title or definition, and I think that there's maybe some convoluting as to whether or not Crippen is a profession or a hobby maybe more than a hobby less than a less than a profession and and it probably depends on when in life you're talking about in the arc of an individual's life so like i think people from far away are like well how are you still a crip like like you're cripping all day long and it's only the conflicts and you're just out there just just patrolling all damn day every damn day but i mean do you think a five-star general in a service is doing that or a lieutenant in a service is always like, you know what, all 24 hours a day, I'm looking to knock off a Taliban member. That's just not how it works. But but the point I'm saying is that's you could never shame me because you're ignorant. If if yeah. I would never tell somebody, don't crip shame me unless I'm being funny or stupid. Like you couldn't shame me because I'm not ashamed of being a seven street crip. Yeah. It's different. So if somebody could shame you for being a slut and you're shameful, they can only shame you if you're ashamed of it. If you need to have walks to promote the sluttiness of people that it should be accepted, then, you know, you're wasting your time. Like, yeah, I, I, I never liked the idea of black parades. Like, I don't need to promote people to accept me being black. I, I'm, I'm more black power than Black Lives Matter. I'm not Oh, you know what? You guys should accept it. And blah, no, I'm driving a fist through your shit. I mean, if you don't fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just in this weird time. And I and I wanted to ask you about it. Like, do you think, okay, so I notice people that come through hip hop, hip hop artists, right? Guys that come from the streets, you know, telling their stories about existing and surviving these conditions. You know, whether they're a participant or an observer in such crimes, where I think they generally think the public is stupid. And Head told me that. He said, man, Glasses, the public is stupid. I'm like, no, nah, the public is intellectually lazy. They don't have enough time to think. I said, but they're not stupid. But sometimes when shit be happening and they let an artist talk their way out of it, I'll be like, Maybe people ain't that bright. Well, yeah, I think that's part of it. I, I think a lot of the time, pe- yeah, people don't critically think well. That's a dying, that along with shame is a dying art. So like, usually people believe the take on a story that's the first thing that they hear, you know? So it's difficult to pry their brain off the first 
spin of the news that they hear. And then when they hear something different and it's coming directly from that person, they go, oh, well, I mean, I watched Joe Blow say ABCD, so it must be ABCD. Like, Joe Blow is compelled to tell the truth to you for some whatever reason. So I, I think people just take what they hear or what they see, with a, not with a grain of salt, but without any active consideration. So you get, you know, some sort of whatever blogger or whatever the fuck will something happens and then they write what what they think or what what they think is most interesting as the, as their take on what happened explaining why and a reader goes oh okay that's why do you think shame is a healthy thing in human development thousand percent i was actually just listening to a guy talk about that he's um uh he there's a there's a, a an outfit at Stanford called the Hoover Institute. It's a think tank, and one of the guys at the think tank was talking about the decay of society and how there's no shame anymore, and how back in previous generations, shame kept people in line because you know you didn't want to embarrass yourself, you didn't want to embarrass your family, your family name, your community, whatever, because the shame attached to that was to a large degree a, a deciding factor you know, for, for you making possibly a good or a bad choice and you take shame off the table, there's less disincentive for people to make better choices. Or if you say, well, there's no good choices or bad choices. There's just, there's just my choices. Well, okay. And in, in that case, you know, all, all thought be damned then. But I think that, I think shame absolutely is necessary. I mean, no matter what you want to pursue and how you want to be perceived, whether it's, you want to be an intellectual, a professional, a gangster, a slut, whatever it is. I don't understand why. Like, if, if me and some slut are going and fucking in the back room, why the hell does that lady care what the guy downstairs thinks of her? Mm. You know, if, if, but people want to do what they want to do. It just, we know what this comes down to. You know what shame is? Shame is a form of accountability. And we know that accountability is a dying asset in this country. And we know to a large degree why it's a dying asset in this country. Mm. And why is that? Well, because there's a certain group of people that reject accountability. <laughs> and we know who they are. And we also know that those people are having a greater monopoly in the role of raising subsequent generations percentage wise versus other previous generations. So when, so therefore accountability is being passed on at a lower percentage rate, which dictates the nature of the way culture and society move. So now there's no more accountability because there's no shame because they're my eyelashes and God damn it. You better like them. <laughs> Let me go. Cute. This is what Rachel from, uh, Van's podcast was talking about because once we start nailing points off, they be like fucking shit. They be so devastated. Sorry, no, I mean I'm not sorry. I'm not ashamed of this. That's that people try to mean shame me. They be like, oh, you're not nice, and I always say the same shit. Nice is not part of my mission statement. Yeah, I tell people I'm not nice. I'm kind. That's true. Yeah, I'm not a nice person at all. I'm kind. Like I do what internally feels like the righteous thing to do for me. If you think it's the right thing to do, that's fine. You know what I mean? But it doesn't matter. If I'm going to do something for you, I'm doing it because that's what you want. And I'm going to do it for you that way. But if I'm doing something for you, whatever I want to do is what I'm going to do. That makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. So you feel like shame is a department in the building of accountability. So obviously that's why it's frowned. And it's funny because that particular group of human beings is leading the march against shaming. Absolutely. Like Lizzo, body shaming, slut Lizzo shaming, all of it. The march in body shaming. If yeah. somebody thinks you look like a bag of mashed potatoes, so what? Long yeah. as it's, You know what's funny? Just say you like mashed and, potatoes more than you like my opinion. And move exactly. on. Yeah, you feel me? Or somebody gonna like mashed potatoes. You know what's funny? I'll give guys credit. I'll give guys a credit. Somebody could 
somebody be like, Glass, you fat. And I'm like, well, I got bitches. And I'm genuinely like you telling me I'm fat doesn't matter anymore to me. I got yeah. bitches. Yeah. Like, I don't know why Lizzo allows people to body shame her and feels like, okay, this is the, 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 the reaction is, oh, I'm going to accuse you of shaming me versus saying I'm Lizzo, bitch. I make smash hit records. Like yeah. Ari Spears is on her head. Right. And it's like, you know, oh, people feel all oh, these body shaming her. I'm like, cause it's Lizzo. This is best make millions of dollars. Writes incredible hit records. Is uber talented artist. She just was on MTV. She has commercials. It's like Ari Spears. Like, for me, why are you ashamed of that? Why? Why is that bothering you? Like, he's the same. Like, literally, you are a success. If and if it bothers you. If somebody can body shame you, that means you're ashamed of your body. Mm -hmm. 100%. And if you are, say, hey, I'm ashamed of my body, you know what I mean? I, I don't know if the answer is don't shame you or tell somebody, oh, you pick on me because it bothers me. It's like, bro, talk your shit back. That's the thing the hood does too. Like, sometimes the idea of seeing a therapist makes sense to me, but then sometimes I don't want to lose what the hood made me develop. The hood gave me a coping mechanism and a way to stand up for myself and fight back. You know what I mean? Like, if you are shaming me, I can shame you. A hundred percent. And and look, I don't always want to be. I don't always want to be like, oh, I need to remove myself. Like, I hate when I hear a bunch of people like, oh, I need to remove myself because everybody's negative. I got some pretty harsh partners. Them dudes are harsh. My racing partners are some of the probably the evilest human beings breathing air. You know what I'm saying? But at the mm -hmm. end of the day, it develops your skin and makes your skin tougher. You feel yeah, me? And it, and it makes your drive better. And and if and if you don't feel dissatisfied and disappointed with yourself sometimes, how are you ever going to improve yourself? That's a great point. If, 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 if the only issue in your life is, I'm really disappointed in the way other people view my failures, what the fuck are you going to accomplish out of that? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, look at look at the two throughout history. To me, the two best, like rigid examples of shame were pretty much like the samurais and like the knights of the round table. To, you know, shit like that. We know who wasn't seated at that table. <laughs> I mean, samurais like oh, the, the knights. Look, I'll I'll rather die here than. Than, than live in shame back at the kingdom or whatever. The, the samurais yeah. would be like, dude, you punked out. Take this dagger and stab yourself in the chest with it. We, <laughs> at least at least pretend to have some respect on your way out the door. And they would do that. They would rather yeah. stab themselves in the stomach than let somebody else kill them in shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that we should all be doing that, but you know, you get the point. But I'm sure some therapists is going to reach out to me in my DMs because now, you know, no ceilings is getting more and more popular. So people are reaching out to me. They're giving me their opinions on the DM. Now they're social media out in front of people, giving me their opinions, even to the point where other people are confronting me on the streets of ideas. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really get what is wrong with shame. Like, I need some clarification from the greater mental health community. Okay. I watch that whole operation and it looks a lot more to me like it's an industry dedicated to the proposition to making you feel better more so than to making you do better or be better. Mm. And as long as that's murky, my respect for that whole song and dance is going to be pretty low. But that's great politics in general to add to that. Great politics is not about actually making things better. It's about making people feel better. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's another outfit. I don't have a lot of respect for either. <laughs> man. As I always say, women will be great politicians. You know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. a lot less I would say a lot less is, go are, is going to get done, but I think they will cater to 
the population's emotions a lot more. Of course, which is utterly useless. I'll say this much. I don't see a lot of shame on Nancy Pelosi's face. I'll tell you that much. That what lady doesn't give a fuck. There? Just anything, whatever, a- a- anything about her. There's no shame. That lady, she's in her 80s. She's got about 35 facelifts. She, she's basically Biden level cognitively. I mean, like she can't go through a paragraph under duress if it's not memorized, but no shame. I mean, I, I'm seeing where she's, I guess, expecting to lose the speakership in the midterm. And there's legitimate speculation that they, that she's going to step down from her seat and they're holding open the, uh, whatever the diplomat chair, whatever the hell it is for Italy. She's going to go live in like Florence, Italy at the diplomat mansion whatever the fuck we have over there she did just no shame it's none <laughs> take Steals. your bad, take your bad business somewhere else and be like yeah do this her husband made a half a billion dollars just flagrantly investing into shit like the morning before she passes laws i mean like and then they ask her about it, she goes you're allowed to make money in this country aren't you <laughs> yeah that's actually a good point like but I noticed that when Biden was talking as the president, um, he was like threatening Russia before all this stuff happened and what he was gonna do. And then when it happened and he didn't do nothing, he didn't have no shame. None. Ronald Reagan had shame. I get that yeah. racist cracker. I get that racist cracker his credit. He had he had some shame and he was gonna react off of it and everything. Yeah, there were some sort of standards there with uh yeah, the current group. It's it's interesting. It's it's always we're gonna do what we're gonna do and we're gonna we don't want to be we're just gonna change the story. Yeah, we're just gonna change yeah, the story. We don't want to be judged for it. Hmm. Damn. I mean, even Bernie Sanders got asked one time about owning like four houses and now he made like several million dollars on some book or something like that. He goes Bernie fucking Sanders, the socialist, the anti-capitalist. What's the United States of America? I mean, it's a capitalist country. I can make money if I want to. It's like, what the fuck, Bernie? What the hell is it? Your whole marketing strategy. (laughs) Fucking killer Mike is going to kill me. Be like, gee, why y'all on the old man? But that's funny because that is some Bernie Sanders shit to have happen. It is. I don't know. I guess everybody who runs this country is so fucking old. Hole was going through that. Hole was on Jay Z was on Twitter like a week ago, and he was like, "You know, they're trying to shame me, and they calling me a hyper capitalist, and they make up these words like nigger." And I'm like, "Is this nigga Hole comparing being called a hyper capitalist to somebody racially profiling him as a black person?" You got to go look at this thing with Hole, dog. He was talking about it. Hole is it's funny because. I think he's starting to feel the pressure of people. And somebody made a good post. I forgot who the person was on Twitter, but like Hove kind of finds himself in being like this super revolutionary and this hyper capitalist, right? Where it's about profit and no holds bars. Mm -hmm. And as a real, like I am a real Jay-Z fanatic, right? Um, I'm a fanatic of Jay. I got his book. I got shit that niggas don't got on Jay. But I agree that I really don't want him to be a revolutionary because that is the part that's letting me down. Like yeah. when I heard of Jay-Z, Jay-Z was his drug dealer from Marcy, from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I was selling drugs and Watts at the time. It made sense to me. So I could respect him being a hyper-capitalist. You know, he's a drug dealer. Like you, you like as a drug dealer, I told you that's the one thing that I am ashamed of that I've done in my past because you start putting money over people. Once you start putting money over people, feel me, like it's different. Now, drugs is bad because it poisons. You know what it is. So I get it. And I was cool with Jay-Z being that person. But the thing that does throw me off is the revolutionary part. It's like if the most racist white man sold things to black people. And then he showed his face at the KKK meeting and he was like, yeah, fuck them niggers, but he got health care for niggers. Like Biden. Like Biden, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, he used to caucus with all those uh, former Klansmen in the Senate back in the seventies. Those were his buddies. And he cre- and he called him called people super predators. Yeah. 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 And it's weird because. And now it's forgiving their community like college debt. <laughs> yeah, somebody like him has no shame. Like he nah. has zero shame. Like, like the thing. It's weird because time is changing right in front of us. Like time is happening, right? It's, we're moving forward in time, rather. And the yeah. mind is changing right in front of us. The American mind, where they want the American mind to be, is changing right in front of us. And it's like they do want a world or a country with no shame. They want a yeah. country with no shame where it's like, oh, you're able to do anything. And it's like you're able to do anything, but make of, some money and keep it. Yeah. The, be- <laughs> the best part of being who you are is, you know, people not agreeing with you. Yeah. Like that's the that's the that's what. You know, that's what make being great, great. People don't have to. Like Kobe, when he was playing basketball, it made him a better basketball player when people started to dislike him. True greatness lies on the other side of public opinion. Public opinion is never greatness. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it's the definition of, like, the median point. Public opinion is McDonald's is good. Yeah, it's it's the definition of average, and you know that's, that's how it's gonna go. Like, do do, do you think going back on the Jay Z thing? Like, I look around at, at at the way that the country's moving. Everybody with north of half a billion dollars is somehow, in some way, having some shit to say about people that make money. You know, all across the board, and it's it's getting to the point where, like what I was saying a few episodes back with that BlackRock guy, there, there's a weird—I don't want to say the c word—but there's something really going on where people hit a certain echelon of wealth, and it's like they're getting a phone call from somebody with a muffled voice going, "Hey, look, if you want to make any more money in this country, you better start talking about." A, B, C, and D in a hurry, or we're gonna make sure you lose every dollar. I know that's happening. I, I know. I know with a certainty that's happening. I, I've mm. listen. The game has changed, right? Um, delivery has been limited. A distribution has been limited. So therefore, the only way you could truly get wealthy and maintain wealth is somebody with. That's already on the other side paying you mm-hmm. like the general public. The toughest thing in 2022 is have the general public make who they want wealthy to be wealthy. It's not impossible. It's just improbable. Right. Yeah. It, it's not happening. So if you really think about it, um, you have like I we was talking about it where the Netflix, they were at. They were mad at Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle had another show and they stopped it. Right, because they was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it cost us some money. It didn't do some certain things." Blah blah blah. And Dave Chappelle's shit was a success. It was a number one stream comedy special on Netflix, his last one. But yet they still put an X at that time in his other programming. Right, whatever he's gonna do. Versus the lady from Disney, where the world, the American public showed, "Hey, we're not agreeing with the message that you're pushing." Like whatever you do need, you need to repackage it up and re-deliver because it's not correct now. And she didn't lose her job. She was able, you know, you we talked about yeah. this. You was telling me about it. She was able, she was able to double and triple down on whatever message because it fit where the powers that be want the American mind to be at going forward. Hundred percent. And like it, it comes across with a dissemination of basically two primary messages. One, don't be ambitious, which don't, don't be, you know, financially ambitious. And two, don't think that there's anything that's the truth. The truth is what anybody 
wants it to be at any time, which makes it impossible to gauge anything at any time and impossible to threaten any institution at any time. Mm. I'm like the, the, the economy in the developed world has gone from a best man wins competition to an arms race of barriers of entry. Mm. I mean, even California this week passed that law really, really coming down hard on uh, crypto and DeFi really hard. And everybody else will follow suit like, you know, Florida won't, but Europe will federally. The U S will soon to some degree. Good looking out for tuning in to the No Sillers Podcast. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This episode was recorded right here on the west coast of the USA and produced by my homeboy, A-King, for the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Yeah. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 